0: Welcome to Out of the Ether. I'm your incredible host, Tim Brick, for this amazing podcast. And I'd like to welcome you to uh, the second in a series of episodes uh, with the Skip Bravery Band, uh, discussing their latest album, In Between the Things We Know. And uh, for this week, we're going to be talking about one song in particular called Things Have Changed and sharing the journey that that song took, (laughs) where it started from and where it ended up. Hopefully, you uh, enjoy hearing that story as much as uh, we enjoyed creating this song and, and releasing it out to the world. So, without any further ado, the Skip Bravery Band. Welcome, everybody uh to out of the ether and this is episode two uh of our skip bravery band uh the album that was released called in between the things we know and uh today mark and i are going to discuss a song called things have changed and uh i think it's a very appropriate name for that song mark because things really (laughs) change from start to finish on that song um but before we even get to that mark uh (laughs) (laughs) Something I want to talk to you about. No, it's not if if Pacheco's going to have a big game this week because he's on my fantasy team. Um, By the way, for anybody who doesn't know, obviously you know there's a connection with Kansas City. Uh, Mark and I have been, I think cumulatively, we've been Chiefs fans for over 100 years, literally. (laughs) So um, we we kind of live and die with that team. So uh, we will try to refrain from... uh, Slipping into Chiefs talk. But anyway, Pacheco is a guy who plays on the Chiefs team. I can't say Chiefs or anybody doesn't know. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you, Mark, how did you ever, what, what led you to picking up a guitar? I mean, what what's the story there? When we all have some moment in our life that may to think, oh, I want to be a musician or I want to be a rock star. For me, it was, oh, I want to be a rock star. And I think it was Gene Simmons from Kiss. That's why I picked up a bass, because I thought he was so cool. Um... Still do, actually. So, Mr. Simmons, if you're listening, I think you're very cool. Feel free to reach out. Um, and actually, I have a cool story about Gene Simmons, but uh, I'll get to that later. I want to get back back on track here. Uh, so, Mark, what what got you into music? How did you get started?
1: Uh, I think very simply, just I think, you know, I've always loved music, and my family's loved music, and listening, and singing, and playing, and my mom played piano. And um, But uh, most pointedly, and, uh, you know, I've recently written a song about this that I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, that, that uh, the skip bravery band will record because uh, I think it's but it's uh, there was a nun uh, when I was in uh, fifth grade her name was sister David Mary and uh, she and she was just so cool in so many ways uh, she was only uh, at, at our school for a year so I only knew her for a year and she's just made a, a lifelong uh, impact but she uh, she brought a little Yamaha guitar. And uh, she would write these songs, you know, just the sweetest songs, and um, and of course they were, you know, generally religious or, or songs of praise or something like that. But um, so really, that's how I got started. Uh, I just I wanted to be like Sister Davy and and, uh, and and play guitar. And so it was mostly just church music through grade school and high school, and you know even into college, connecting with you. I think that was the fun thing when you and I would get together and play because you would teach me all these songs of Cat Stevens or Jim Croce or somebody that I uh, I loved those songs and didn't didn't know how to play. So, um, yeah, Sister Davey, she's to blame.
0: <laughs> so I just out of curiosity, because obviously she was a big influence in your life. She really impacted you. Um, is that part of the reason you, you thought you wanted to be a priest and go in the seminary?
1: I certainly think it, it is, but there were also a, a couple of priests in that uh, time in my life, and that uh, just were very charismatic and, and uh, really uh, just made a big impression on bringing people together, and and, uh, and and so that along with you know once I showed any kind of interest in it, my family was very encouraging uh, of it, and so yeah, I think it's accumulation of those things, but certainly uh, Sister Davy, she was uh, she's kind of at the root of most of it.
0: Oh, that's interesting. And, and I know you mentioned um, uh, leaving the seminary and, the, and and being forced to leave the state of Texas, which makes perfect sense. they are <laughs> they're pretty harsh in Texas. Um, glad they let you allowed you to stay in the United States though, or we never would have met. So you, yeah. you came yeah. back to Missouri, which is home initially for you, correct? Where you yes. grew up? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. so and that all that all happened because you 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 fell in love. Is that correct? With somebody other than I did. the priesthood <laughs> or something other? Somebody. Yes. Okay. Yes. And she's your wife to this day, so obviously it was a great decision. How long have you guys been married now?
1: Uh, 33 years.
0: Wow, congratulations. Thank you That's very fantastic. much. That's um, fantastic. And how did you meet, and her name is Michelle, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't know why I'm acting like I don't know. I know yeah. you very well, and I know your wife very well. Um, I feel like I'm trying to interview somebody for the first time here. Everybody already knows we did an album together, so I don't know. what uh, Here's what happens when I start losing it on a podcast. Then you got to slip back into podcast. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you just gotta center yourself, and you just you gotta be a part of the moment here. So anyway, um, so how did you meet your wife Michelle? We're digressing a little bit here off of music, but I think it's interesting. It's a cool story.
1: Um, yeah. So the it uh, was. Uh, in this i well i met her because her roommate in college brought her down to church at the seminary and so after mass on a sunday i actually met her um,
0: was I it looked, was like, it love at first sight
1: it was for me and not for her she's not you know <laughs> i don't get it um, but uh so yeah and then uh, cuz she had no interest i don't even know if she remembers meeting me that day and uh but then we uh, the University of Dallas had a Rome program, so they had a campus in Rome. And uh, oddly enough, traditionally seminarians didn't go on the Rome program, but I really wanted to go, and so I asked if I could go. And and uh, the rector of the seminary gave me permission to go, and so I went with the other sophomore students to Rome. And that's when Michelle and I really got to know one another, and um, that's when she caved.
0: <laughs> she succumbed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, having spent um, some time in Rome, which is a city that I dearly love, uh, it, it's an incredibly romantic place. So, I mean, as, as far as cities go, I could see easily, you know, spending time with somebody. That could, you could start to build a relationship in Rome, no questions. Yeah, it's kind of, it. of an
1: unfair, uh, yeah, it's kind of unfair on somebody, isn't it? It's kind of yeah hopelessly romantic over there but yeah yeah
0: no I I, I I like your uh Machiavellian scheme there it's like if I just get her to Rome I think I can wear her down yeah. you know so um but that's that's cool. the I- other
1: thing uh, you, you may remember Tim uh, but uh because you mentioned in the earlier podcast that uh, I was a big Billy Joel fan back in the day yeah. as growing up and, and uh so there was a song called Vienna yes and our first dance when we were we were on campus but uh, they were they had a dance and uh, the song Vienna was playing and so I asked her to dance and we danced and then later I wrote a song when we got engaged called when Vienna was playing in Rome and I don't know if you remember that song but that was the song that I played for her at our engagement
0: well and actually as soon as you said that I remembered it because I remember that because I always thought that's a very clever title yeah. um, and uh, you just made me realize, you need to send that over to me. We've got to start working on that song. <laughs> for anyone who hasn't listened to the album yet, I think if you just listen to this podcast, it'll be pretty easy to discern who writes what, who was the primary songwriter on every song on the album. If, no. if there's any thoughtfulness to the lyrics, if there's any poignancy or any uh, great turn of phrase, it's more than likely it was Mark Avery who wrote the song. As you can tell as we talk about the various songs he wrote. Well, let's get back to Things of Change, which is a song that you wrote. Um and I know you and I have talked a lot about it, and and I do feel this way. Whether it's something I write, something you write, we really do this collaborative, collaboratively. Yes. Uh, one of us usually's sitting at home in the couch or down the basement, with the door closed, because the family doesn't want us to interrupt them <laughs> anymore. But um, uh, one of us is usually, you know, the impetus for a song. But uh, and quite a few of these, they're they're not finished. You know, we'll send them to each other, and so you got ideas, you hear things. Uh, I know a lot of times. Uh, we alluded to this in the last episode. I, I am very lazy when it comes to writing bridges. <laughs> I feel like I did my part. I got your verses and choruses, and I do that to you a lot. I'm like, just put something on the bridge. I wrote the music, but here you go. Um, so it is very collaborative. But I do want to call it, I mean, Things Have Changed, which I think uh, lyrically is a really uh, great song. Uh, but that is a song that you wrote and you, you sent to, shared with me, and... You're like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I, I think we can do something with it. What's the story behind Things Have Changed? Uh,
1: you know, I know you make fun of me a little bit for this, and probably deservedly so. But in this particular song, I don't really know there. I just uh, there was a, a friend of mine that in when I, when we were in Rome, and and we spent all kinds of time together. And I just I loved the guy, and um, and then just kind of inexplicably, we just kind of parted. Uh, and I just I hadn't seen him, and there was a 10-year reunion for UD, and I was, uh, I was hopefully, University, U- University, University of Dallas, yeah, um, but uh, so I, I was hopeful he would be there, and got down there, and, and he wasn't there, but uh, so I would just say, you know, I, I dropped your name at a party, all of our old good friends were there, I said, you're practicing the law somewhere, but no one really seemed to care, and it just kind of, Kind of came to me, and so I, the, the the song after that was more of just kind of stream of consciousness, but um I do love the way the song turned out and and i do uh i I do if I may be allowed to say it i you know I think that I like the message of the refrain that uh I don't need you like I did before, so I can love you even more, and I think that's that's an that's an important uh piece in all of our growth so.
0: yeah uh how relationships mature yeah uh, yeah. No, absolutely I um, uh, I agree with you 100% on that and I I, I, I enjoy um, I, I love songwriters I love all kinds of songwriters but um, you were mentioning Billy Joel and I know you and I were both had a uh, you know a love for Billy Joel I don't want to make it past tense I still enjoy Billy Joel's music yeah. uh, but uh, he's just a great storyteller. Um, and the way he writes, I mean, literally like Piano Man is one of the greatest stories yeah. ever told to music, probably. So, um, and one of the things that I noticed you're really good at um, is, is telling story in a song and kind of captivating the listener and taking them on that ride with you. And I feel like Things Have Changed is one of those songs. I mean, each verse, I, I just love, I guess I love conceptually how that song came out. You said it was stream of consciousness, so it wasn't intentional, like, Oh, I'm going to keep putting this character in all these different locations and different scenarios. I mean, was it literally, you got that first verse came out um, based on an actual event that happened, which is usually how songs start, you know, something happens in our lives and we're like, oh, and then next thing you know, you're writing a whole song about it. But um, a- as it goes on, I just love how this character keeps popping up, I mean, he's he's at this party in Dallas, he's in Nashville, Tennessee, he's in Phoenix, Arizona, I mean, he's all over the place. So was that I, I guess I'm just curious to dig a little deeper into that I mean you got that first verse and what do you do at that point did the chorus come next or did you just keep writing verses kind of along that that train of thought
1: you know I don't uh, I don't know that I remember but I I will say that it is probably of of any song other than perhaps the one that I wrote from shell um, it, uh, it it just came all at once like it it just uh, you know I don't want to act too. Uh, you know too intellectual and that it just you know
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i will you know yes it came that one came very easily and it just uh uh you know you know uh, w- one of the verses was inspired by a comment you made to me one time and and uh, uh and i wouldn't have consciously known that was there but it stuck with me and so uh and then i did like i thought it was just fun to to reference all the different locations and so you know i certainly never played guitar for a, a girl Uh, in in Atlanta, but, uh, who sang the blues, but, um, but yes, I, I appreciate that, I, I just, uh, it came together very, very quickly, and it's been a fun song.
0: Do you find, uh, when you're writing, that, uh, do you find, maybe this is the ones that you like the most later, when you listen back to them, do you kind of come stream of conscious, and come very quickly, when they do, um, or that's not necessarily the case for you, some take, months, some take minutes, and it doesn't really seem to matter.
1: Yeah, I don't know, and, and you've written far more many, you know, far more songs than far more many. You've written a whole <laughs> more than I have. Um, no, you've written uh, far more songs than I have, so you'd be a better person to answer that, but um, it seems like when a song comes, it comes quickly. It may come quickly at different times. You know, you may have just, uh, just an idea that uh, you don't know what to do with it, but then once it finally does crystallize into uh, something more, uh, it seems to come out pretty quickly, even though it could be years later. But,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I, well, I I know for me, um, some of the most popular songs I've written uh, happened incredibly fast. I mean, like I'm playing some chords, and I'm like, oh, I think this could go here. And then next thing I know, I'm writing lyrics, and, and start to finish was, you know, under an hour, and I'm talking everything, verse, chorus, bridge, solos, bass line, I mean, it's like everything, you just hear, sometimes it's like it just pops in your head, you just hear it, you hear what the melody is, and you have that first line, which just begets all the rest of the song, you just go flowing, so, um, I I would say more, it seems like the more I labor over a song, at least for me, the less I tend to like it later i i I don't know um and and i'm probably can find exceptions to that comment um there's a song that took was almost 10 years in the making called broken that i think is a great song and i like it quite a bit by the way you can find broken on youtube there's a video out there featuring the incomparable riley ray um and that's a whole other that'll be a whole podcast in itself by the way people uh riley ray and the amazing uh female singer uh, that uh, joins us on uh, a few of the songs on our record. But um, I, I think I have, I don't think, I know I have somewhere here in the archives, Mark. I think I have like the original recording you sent over to me uh, to get the process started and things have changed. So love to play a part of that for our audience right now. Are you okay with that?
1: I am, because, and I don't know if you want me to say this now, but uh, remember, that was the one you felt like we should just be... That was just going to be our acoustic kind of outro to the album. Uh, And it was just going to be, you know, soft acoustic.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. Um, But it will make even more sense later on when we talk about a different song. But um, yes, I I felt strongly, because we're both singer-songwriters, we both play acoustic guitars, our primary instrument. I felt very strongly we needed to have one song on the record it wasn't heavily produced, and it was just you singing with acoustic guitar, and then maybe me playing guitar, another guitar part, or playing acoustic bass or something with it. And just the the impression of, here's two guys writing a song sitting on the couch. You know, I always reference sitting on the couch. Could be sitting on a stool, could be sitting <laughs> in the, anywhere <laughs> in the park on a blanket, but anyway, the point's made. Um, and I totally forgot about that, and we did. We we Actually, I still have that version. Um, we went back and forth on that for a long time. I know you really fought me on that, Mark. What was? Why did you fight me on that so much? Because
1: <laughs> you were wrong, didn't no. uh,
0: <laughs> Okay, good reason. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. I just felt it needed more. Um, you know, I think that's a theme too on Shine. We can talk about that. I think you've you certainly have. Uh, helped and encouraged me and made me better through this process. But um, I just I felt it was a little too naked, and I just thought there was more things we could do with it. Um, I did feel like the song had potential. Um, I mean, I was proud of the song, and I just, uh, but I felt we could do more with it.
0: Well, here's the beauty of this podcast going out to thousands of people. And uh, by the way, anybody who's listening to this podcast that has any comments, questions, concerns <laughs> about what you've heard, Please, please feel free, you can shoot an email to theskipbraveryband at gmail.com. Um, and we do actually, both Mark and I have that email on our phones, so we uh, we have no excuse if we don't you know, get back to you in a reasonable amount of time. Um, but please feel free to email us, and, and particularly what I'd love to hear, so now that everyone knows I wanted the acoustic guitar vocal version of this song on the record. Mark did not. Ultimately, Mark won. But, um, what we're going to play for you now is we're going to play you, uh, probably not the whole thing, uh, but we'll play you a, a, a good portion of the uh, the initial acoustic uh, stripped down little production version of Things Have Changed.
2: I dropped your name at the party. And all of our old good friends were there. I said, you're practicing the law somewhere No one really seemed to care I ran into Jesus just outside of Nashville Well, I'm aware that must sound strange Underneath the shelter waiting I found forgiveness in the pouring rain, things have changed and so have I, took some time but if you look inside
0: So that's what I was wanting to see happen, but uh, it, it didn't. That's not what happened. What happened instead is uh, we went back and forth. Uh, I think there was electric guitar. There was all kinds of things. We were building the song up. Um, I'll just say, from my vantage point, it never sat well with me. I felt like we were just missing the boat on this song. I know th- this song more than, uh, probably more than any other one. We had a lot of conversation back and forth on and. And trying to figure out what it is, and then I felt like, oh, it's too long. And then you'd mock me because I'd write eight-minute songs, and you're like, "That's it's not too long, damn it, Tim. You just don't like the song. Just be honest." And I'm like, "No, I like the song. Um, it just, it, it never, it just wasn't working." So then, at one of those midnight sitting in the studio, and I was sitting here disgusted, and why can't I make this song work? And I came up with what we later turned we i think we called the adele version <laughs> i dumped the guitars i did piano kind of cop that uh what's that adele song something the word something's in the title i can't remember right now but um someone and, like you it?
1: Uh,
0: or someone like you not something like you yes. yeah someone like you yeah and We so we did kind of the someone like you version so um you guys heard where it started with acoustic guitar stripped down uh let me show you what i thought was going to be the album cut for this song now so here is things have changed probably actually about the 50th iteration but we'll call it number two
2: i've dropped your name at the party all of our old good friends were there I said you're practicing the law somewhere and no one really seemed to care I ran into Jesus just outside of Nashville well I'm aware that must sound strange. Underneath the shelter, waiting at the bus stop, I found forgiveness in the pouring rain. Things have changed. Sometime, but if you look inside down Oh, she could see more than I wanted her to see Oh, I wish she could see me now Things have changed and so have I Took some time, but if you
0: I still like this version a lot. I I, I kind of feel like if we need to uh, need to uh, get some extra uh, tracks on a record later, this this might be one of those we slide in so we actually hit like 12 or 13 tracks.
1: Well, I think that would have been excellent if we'd have had Adele
0: singing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, it's our people reach out to her people. Yeah. You just you never know what could happen. She the actually Del seems needs. to have a very good sense of humor. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark, what, what was it about that version that would not allow you to allow me to put that on the record?
1: Adele wasn't singing it. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, it, did, it didn't do it for me. And, and you had actually, I think, previously sent me an arrangement, uh, and we called it the Take It Easy Arrangement, um, because you had this really cool guitar lick uh, coming in and uh, that that seemed to hit it for me it was uh that song had more of an eagle's vibe to it to me um, and so yeah once I think once you once you got that in my head I, I was I wasn't going anywhere else with it, Tim. that's
0: where it had to be. I do want to point out on that last version if you heard a male backing vocal come in on the left channel, that was Mark rodeo Vitis not me (laughs) singing those backups. So Mark was gracious enough to come in the studio and and lay background vocals on a number of songs for us uh, which we greatly appreciate. And uh, so now let me play a little bit of the uh, what Mark affectionately refers to as the Eagles take it easy version of Things Have Changed. (laughs)
2: I dropped your name at the party. All of our old good friends were there. I said, your practice in the law somewhere. No one really seemed to care. I ran into Jesus just outside of Nashville. Well, I'm aware oh, well, that must sound strange. Underneath the shelter, waiting at the bus to stop, I found forgiveness in the foreign rain. Things have changed, and so have I. But took some time, but if you look inside, cause I don't need you like I did before. So I can love you even more.
0: Yeah. Um, it's funny. Um, I, I remember sending that over, like the rough over to you. So that was early on, though. That that was actually yeah. one of the first like iterations of that song. Yeah. And I remember sending that to you, and I literally, as I was sitting here playing uh, the part, thinking to myself, "Okay, what would the Eagles do?" You know, <laughs> kind of like I was. I was really trying to steal that vibe. So it was so funny to me when your first comment back was, "Oh, take it easy." And I'm like, "Well, gosh, <laughs> I, I wasn't wasn't trying to blatantly plagiarize, you know, uh, steal from the Eagles, but." Um, yeah, so, um, and it's funny you said that because I remember um, after I got over my initial, you know, disappointment that my Adele version was getting cut um, and kind of went back to the drawing board and started, you know, recreating the song, I, 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 did, I intentionally, I didn't have that guitar. I don't know if you remember this. I didn't have that guitar part in there again, and you kept calling it out. You're like, where's that guitar part? Hey, where's the Take It Easy thing? And, and I was embarrassed to put it back in there because I'm like... Well, if he, if he felt like it was taking it easy that quickly from the start, I don't think I should put it in there. But anyway, you won. You won well, out, as I you want should. It,
1: the reason I won is because I put it back in there, and you go, well, if he's going to put it back in there, I'm going to get, at least get it right.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. You forced the issue. You forced my hand, sir. Um, and, then, and then the other thing that happened – So. I know for me, I still wasn't a fan. Like, I still wasn't feeling it with this song. And I don't know if you remember, because we, we, I had a, had drums in there, and um, it was still bothering me. And I went in one night and basically, I think, changed all the drums. Which, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, as anybody knows, you change the drums, you, you, you basically start over, <laughs> you know, more often than not. And it did, it forced me to go back retrack, And then I came up with those, um, those guitar riffs on the chorus and those different parts, and then, at least for me, I was like, okay, I, I, I like this song now. It pops. It kind of went from, a, uh, like you said, like a take it easy kind of wistful kind of vibe to it in tempo to a little bit more hitting, little, a little bit more, I don't, I don't, it's, none of our stuff's hard, but uh, right. I think it pops a lot more in the chorus now, and there's these definite guitar riffs that are not Eagles riffs. Uh, if anything, they're kind of like 80s pop music riffs, probably, that I stole from the producers or one of those bands back then, but, um, uh, that, that's for me anyway, when the song kind of gelled, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is cool, we fi- I finally felt like we'd done the song justice, because I, from day one, like we were talking about earlier, I always felt like the lyrics and the story were fantastic, I just kind of felt like no matter what we did, like, it, it just, we weren't, uh we weren't giving them their platform to shine, you know, and I, I kind of felt like we finally hit it uh, well, when we a, got to that last.
1: It's a very pr- repetitive song, and that was, I think, one of the challenges that we had, just melodically, and then... So, and at one point, you had dropped the bridge. You felt like uh, the bridge wasn't adding anything, and then once we, once we went back to the arrangement or once you kind of uh, redid the drums and we got to that arrangement, then we put the bridge back in, but then even then, um, it was still... It was closer to you, but it was in, and So you, uh, you called me and said we got to modulate the bridge. And I remember at that moment, at that exact moment, I'm like, "What in the world?" And I go up to Michelle and I'm like, "You know, I trust him. He wants me to modulate the bridge, but I'm not getting it." And then uh, I remember the next day, I sent you a message saying that was the key to the song. It was the best idea, the best idea you'd come up with. Uh, and I do think, uh, but I do think just just uh that that little key change uh there at the bridge kind of just set it off and i think helped that song a lot and helped really break it up a little bit
0: um and and, and you reminded me of all these things about the song that i I had forgotten or maybe i just had blocked them out of my memory for some reason i don't know but as you were talking about in my head i'm going therapy will do that to you (laughs) i need more um (laughs) I, I was thinking how, you know, so this is, uh, I think, a four-minute and 35-second song, and there's probably 435 hours into getting it to this <laughs> point, you know, right now. It was pretty much a full-time job for me most of last year. So, uh, that said, I would love to share the take-it-easy, 80s-pop, modulated-bridge <laughs> version of <laughs> um, Things Have Changed. And actually, Mark, guess what this is? What? This is a world premiere of Things Have Changed. And if you like the song, please feel free to find it on your favorite streaming service. Uh, Search for the Skip Bravery Band, In Between the Things We Know, which is the name of the album. I probably should have said that earlier. I kept referencing that. that The name of the album is In Between the Things We Know. Uh, But this particular song is Things Have Changed from the Skip Bravery Band.
2: name at the party, well, all of our old good friends were there, well, I said you'll practice in the law somewhere, but no one really seemed to care, I ran into Jesus just outside of Nashville, well, I'm aware that must sound strange Underneath the shelter waiting at the bus stop I found forgiveness in a foreign rain. Things have changed and so have I Took some time, but if you look inside Cause I don't need you like I did before So I can love you even more Oh, left a girl lives down in Phoenix It seems I always brought her down Oh, she could see more than I wanted her to see Oh, I wish she could see me now Things have changed and so have I But if you look inside Cause I don't need you like I did before So I can love you even more Somebody asked me why I always smile I had to love She regrets Oh, I'm sure she never knew you
0: We close out this episode. I uh, I found another little gem. It was actually the very first recording Mark sent me of this song. So at this point, you've heard uh, a number of iterations. So uh, I thought I'd just play for you a little piece of uh, where it all came from and how it all started.
2: I dropped your name at the party. All of our old good friends were there. I said your practice in the law somewhere. No one really seemed to care. I ran into Jesus just outside of Nashville. Well I'm aware that must sound strange Underneath the shelter waiting at the bus stop I found forgiveness in the pouring rain Things have changed and so have I Took some time, but if you look inside, cause I don't need you like I did before, so I can love.